Hello, I'm Kevin Hayes, the Story Man. Welcome back to the Nightly Bedtime Story, where I've been reading you Peter and Wendy. Peter Pan, written by J.M. Barry. I'll continue tonight with episode 19. When we left our characters last night, well, let me tell you, it was quite a scene. Peter had snuck into the cabin on the pirate ship, and the pirates, along with Captain Hook, didn't know Peter was in there. They thought it was some kind of crazy ghost monster thing or something, and he kept sending in pirates, and they didn't want to go in because they didn't come back out once they did. And then Captain Hook, not knowing it was Peter in that cabin that was causing all the mischief, decided he was going to send in all the boys. And if they didn't come back out, no big loss. If they did, well, perhaps they would get rid of the bad thing in the cabin. So he sent all the boys into the cabin and waited for the results. While the boys were in the cabin with Peter, Wendy was tied to the mast out of the pirate ship along with those nasty pirates. She knew Peter was in there, and she was waiting to see if Peter was going to come out of the cabin and save them all. But will he? Well, let's find out in tonight's 19th episode of Peter and Wendy, Peter Pan, written by J.M. Barry. She had not long to wait. In the cabin, he had found the thing for which he had gone in search the key that would free the children of their manacles. And now they all stole forth, armed with such weapons as they could find. First signing to them to hide, Peter cut Wendy's bonds, and then nothing could have been easier than for them to all fly off together. But one thing barred the way, an oath. Hook or me this time! So when he had freed Wendy, he whispered to her to conceal herself with the others, and himself took her place by the mast her cloak around him so that he should pass for her. Then he took a great breath and crowed. To the pirates it was a voice crying that all the boys lay slain in the cabin, and they were panic-stricken. Hook tried to hearten them, but like the dogs he had made them, they showed him their fangs, and he knew that if he took his eyes off them now, they would leap at him. Lads, he said, ready to cajole or strike as need be, but never qualling for an instant. I've thought it out. There's a Jonah on board. Aye, they snarled. A man with a hook. No, lads. No, it's the girl. Never was luck on a pirate ship with a woman aboard. We'll right the ship when she's gone. Some of them remembered that this had been a saying of Flint's. It's worth trying, they said doubtfully. Fling the girl overboard, cried Hook, and they made a rush at the figure in the cloak. There's none can save you now, Missy, Mullins hissed jeeringly. There's one, replied the figure. Who's that? Peter Pan the Avenger, came the terrible answer. And as he spoke, Peter flung off his cloak. Then they all knew who it was that had been undoing them in the cabin, and twice Hook essayed to speak and twice he failed. In that frightful moment, I think his fierce heart broke. At last he cried, Cleave him to the brisket, but without conviction. Down, boys, and at them! Peter's voice rang out, and in another moment 
the clash of arms was resounding through the ship. Had the pirates kept together, it is certain that they would have won. But the onset came when they were all unstrung, and they ran hither and thither, striking wildly, each thinking himself the last survivor of the crew. Man to man they were the stronger, but they fought on the defensive only, which enabled the boys to hunt in pairs and choose their quarry. Some of the miscreants leapt into the sea, others hid in dark recesses, where they were found by Slightly, who did not fight, but ran about with a lantern, which he flashed in their faces, so that they were half-blinded and fell an easy prey to the reeking swords of the other boys. There was little sound to be heard but the clang of weapons, an occasional screech or splash, and slightly monotonously counting. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I think all were gone when a group of savage boys surrounded Hook, who seemed to have a charmed life, as he kept them at bay in that circle of fire. They had done for his dogs, but this man alone seemed to be a match for them all. Again and again they closed upon him, and again and again he hewed a clear space. He had lifted up one boy with his hook, and was using him as a buckler, when another, who had just passed his sword through Mullins, sprang into the fray. "'Put up your swords, boys!' cried the newcomer. "'This man is mine!' Thus suddenly, Hook found himself face to face with Peter. The others drew back and formed a ring round them. For long the two enemies looked at one another, Hook shuddering slightly, and Peter with a strange smile upon his face. So, Pan, said Hook at last, this is all your doing. Aye, James Hook, came the stern answer, it is all my doing. Proud and insolent youth, said Hook, prepare to meet thy doom. Dark and sinister man, Peter answered, have at thee. Without more words, they fell too, and for a space there was no advantage to either blade. Peter was a superb swordsman and parried with dazzling rapidity. Ever and anon he followed up a feint with a lunge that got past his foe's defense but his shorter reach stood him in ill steed, and he could not drive the steel home. Hook scarcely his inferior in brilliancy, but not quite so nimble in wrist play, forced him back by the weight of his onset, hoping suddenly to end all with a favorite thrust, taught him long ago by barbecue at Rio. But to his astonishment, he found this thrust turned aside again and again. Then he sought to close and give the quietus with his iron hook, which all this time had been pawing the air. But Peter doubled under it and, lunging fiercely, pierced him in the ribs. At sight of his own blood, whose peculiar color, you remember, was offensive to him, the sword fell from Hook's hand, and he was at Peter's mercy. Now, cried all the boys, but with a magnificent gesture, Peter invited his opponent to pick up his sword. Hook did so instantly, but with a tragic feeling, that Peter was showing good form. Hitherto he had thought it was some fiend fighting him, but darker suspicions assailed him now. Pan, who and what art thou? he cried huskily. I'm youth, I'm joy, Peter answered at a venture. I'm a little bird that has broken out of the egg. This, of course, was nonsense, but it was proof to the unhappy hook that Peter did not know in the least who or what he was 
which is the very pinnacle of good form. And to it again, he cried despairingly. He fought now like a human flail, and every sweep of that terrible sword would have severed in twain any man or boy who obstructed it. But Peter fluttered round him as if the very wind it made blew him out of the danger zone, and again and again he darted in and pricked. Hook was fighting now without hope. That passionate breast no longer asked for life, but for one boon it craved, to see Peter bad form before it was cold forever. Abandoning the fight, he rushed into the powder magazine and fired it. In two minutes, he cried, the ship will be blown to pieces. Now, now, he thought, true form will show. But Peter issued from the powder magazine with a shell in his hands and calmly flung it overboard. What sort of form was Hook himself showing? Misguided man though he was, we may be glad, without sympathizing with him, that in the end he was true to the traditions of his race. The other boys were flying around him now, flouty and scornful, and as he staggered about the deck, striking up at them impotently, his mind was no longer with them. It was slouching in the plain fields of long ago, or being sent up for good, or watching the wall game from a famous wall, and his shoes were right and his waistcoat was right, and his tie was right, and his socks were right. James Hook, thou not wholly unheroic figure, farewell, for we have come to his last moment. Seeing Peter slowly advancing upon him through the air with dagger poised, he sprang upon the bulwarks to cast himself into the sea. He did not know that the crocodile was waiting for him, for we purposely stopped the clock, that this knowledge might be spared him. A little mark of respect from us at the end. He had one last triumph, which I think we need not grudge him. As he stood on the bulwark looking over his shoulder at Peter gliding through the air, he invited him with a gesture to use his foot. It made Peter kick instead of stab. At last, Hook had got the boon for which he craved. Bad form! he cried jeeringly, and went content to the crocodile. Thus perished James Hook. Seventeen, slightly sang out, but he was not quite correct in his figures. Fifteen paid the penalty for their crimes that night, but two reached the shore. Starkey to be captured by the redskins, who made him nurse for all their papooses. A melancholy come-down for a pirate and Smee, who henceforth wandered about the world in his spectacles, making a precarious living by saying he was the only man that Joss Hook had feared. Wendy, of course, had stood by taking no part in the fight, though watching Peter with glistening eyes. But now that all was over, she became prominent again. She praised them equally, and shuddered delightfully when Michael showed her the place where he had killed one and then she took them into Hook's cabin and pointed to his watch, which was hanging on a nail. It said, half-past one. The lateness of the hour was almost the biggest thing of all. She got them to bed in the pirate's bunks pretty quickly, you may be sure, all but Peter, who strutted up and down on deck, until at last he fell asleep by the side of Long Tom. He had one of his dreams that night, and cried in his sleep for a long time. 
and Wendy held him tight. The End For Tonight Oh yes, there's more to the story. I hope you liked episode 19 of Peter and Wendy, Peter Pan, written by J.M. Barry. Well, that was the end of Captain Hook. Peter helped him along a bit, and him and the boys sure did take care of those nasty pirates. But in the end, it was really the crocodile that got Captain Hook. Well, what's going to happen with Peter and all the boys and Wendy now that Captain Hook's gone and the pirates are taken care of and they're on the pirate ship? What's going to happen now? We'll have to wait for tomorrow night. I'm Kevin Hayes, the Story Man. I'll be back tomorrow night to read you episode 20 of Peter and Wendy, Peter Pan, written by J.M. Barry. But for tonight... Good night.